Hello. Welcome back to All the Right Stuff. The penultimate All the Right Stuff. Yeah. This is our second to last episode, unless we do that other one we've been talking about. Oh, we yeah. No update there. And you guys don't know what we're talking about. We don't even know what order we're going to air these in. Yeah, it's a good way to start this podcast. Hey, guys, this is a podcast about writing. This is a podcast about planning a podcast about writing and then uh, also ending a podcast about writing and then also maybe starting up a new podcast is about things that were written, whether that be TV or movies. I'm Spencer Pickles. I'm James Weicker. Uh, this is All the Right Stuff. I feel like we've gotten, like, we got better at this for a really long time and now I feel like we're getting progressively worse at this. Yeah, we were good for a while and then we really fell off the wagon. I feel like it's because we only care about ourselves and, uh, you know, this is a shared thing. So it requires us to care about the other person. Yeah. I don't care about you anymore. I don't care about you anymore. You We're screwed free. me over too many times. Yeah, me too. Mine's real though. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? Uh, hey. Oh, jeez. Hey, no. you screwed me over. Did I screw you over when I screw yeah. you over? Well, you were supposed to live here over the summer and now I'm living in a basement. Oh, that was a thing? Yeah. That was never fully talked about. Anyway, this is a good way to start. Hey, guys, we're also friends. No, we can't tell. We're airing this out <laughs> right now on the air. I guess I agree. I didn't agree to stay here for the summer, though. It was like it was up in the air. There it, it there fell. were negotiable talks. Hmm. Also, you can get one subletter rather than giving up your entire apartment. But anyway, I know. I just don't like strangers. And speaking of strangers, our guest today is Luke Freimeyer. Hello. Hello. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty close. How's the exact way? Uh. Freimeyer, yeah, I think it was. Thank you. I don't even know. Pretty close. Right, yeah. Real negging me here. <laughs> do you remember back when I used to do the uh, the lion's share of the hosting, and I would always uh, ask. I just knew it, and I was right. I like to get to get to know the spelling on the podcast. It really uh, brings everyone in. Mm. Luke is a uh, economics major. That's correct. Yeah, he's not even a writer, which is crazy. This is like a, a weird weird move for us, frankly. What, what is this? All the prisoners dilemma stuff. <laughs> Is that a big econ thing? Uh, I took mm. one econ class, and I remember that from it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you could probably <laughs> you could probably do that. You could. It wouldn't stop you. Yeah. Um, but what we really want to talk about is uh, he is the co-president of the Effective Altruism Club. That is also correct. Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. effective or effective? Effective. I like that. Yeah. Better. Writers. Affected. Here. They wear a lot of uh, <laughs> they've added monocles and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Is there such a thing as seasonal effective disorder? Anyway, it's where you're like extra, extra, extra effective in yeah. the uh, in the winter. No, no ideas, except for uh, penguins. Ooh, fun! So the, let's talk about the effective altruism club. There's a it uh, courted controversy recently, but we'll start we'll start with just getting a baseline. All uh, right. What is effective altruism? Uh, well, basically, uh, it's all about. Um, just doing the most good that you can when you're going to be donating or whatever it may be uh, and looking at all the options. And it's kind of a philosophy of just uh, rather than doing you know, the first thing that you see, the first thing that makes you feel good, looking into it more and uh, looking at what your options are. And then if possible, uh, using research or evidence or whatever it may be, uh, coming up with the best place to put your money and then putting it there because the difference is like a huge difference between you know just your average charity and the best ones. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean... We've all seen Adam ruins everything, and apparently charity is bullshit. A lot of charities are bullshit. Yeah, I, I like I, sometimes we try to like dance around it and like not call people out too much, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of bullshit charities. It's okay, do it on here when no one's listening. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm bullshit about bullshit charities. I'll often just be talking about like, yo, know, you know, you have to do your research about charities. You have to make sure you uh, you know donate to the right ones. Meanwhile, I never donate to anything. 
Yeah, it's an easy way to cop out too. I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some? Uh, let's talk about some good ones. Do you guys, do you guys have like specific things? Do you think are? I your, I saw your mission is to end uh, extreme poverty in our generation. Yeah, that's uh, definitely one of the missions. There's actually I'll, I can get into it later, but there's a, a few different things that we look at. But um, for specific charities, uh, there's this one website called uh, GiveWell. And so what they do is a lot of like independent research into charities and they'll, they'll look at every single, you know, like big major charity that you hear of. And uh, they look at not just like, you know, the overhead, like how much they're paying the CEO and stuff like that, but actually what they're doing and whether that's actually having an effect. So they'll do like randomized control testing and all these trials that actually show that, uh, you know, the charity is actually having a positive effect. So their top charities, I think, are they have seven this year. They change it each year to update it for like uh, whether or not they need more money. Sometimes these smaller charities get kind of bloated with too much money and they just you know can't do any more with it. But their top charities uh, are mostly focused on malaria. There's like two or three for malaria relief, uh, bed nets, stuff like that. Um, there are two for schistosomiasis, it's called. It's like a intestinal worm thing. So kids get uh, these worms from eating you know bad food or dirty water or whatever and it costs like 50 cents to cure them for a year so super cheap and it makes them just like so much better off and then i think the last one is uh it's called give directly and so they just basically give money directly to people who who need it and they know what they need best smart yeah yeah there's always thing with homeless people you always say like oh don't give it to them they'll send it on drugs and alcohol but like I mean, they need more than just whatever food bank stuff. Oh, yeah. Them, and they know what they need more than that. So. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting. Yeah, there's kind of like a, you know, people want to, it's almost like a moral thing for like, you know, you don't want to like give it to them because you think that they're these dirty people who are just going to go spend it on drugs or whatever, right? Like, it's kind of like a way of like holding yourself above them to say that they're going to do that. But right. yeah, uh, this actually goes to more so in like Africa uh, and I think some in India as well. But um, yeah, some of the poorest areas there. And it, it, the studies show that a lot of the time the money just goes to like things for the community. So it actually has a pretty wide impact. All right. So effective altruism is like an international organization, right? Yeah. And you, you're you the co-president of the UVic chapter? That's correct. Yeah. What do you guys do locally here? Uh, well, locally, we've uh, been kind of raising money, uh, spreading awareness. Our main thing right now, we've kind of like looked at it and as effective altruists, you know, we want to be effective when we're, when we're doing our club. So uh, our main goal is to kind of spread awareness because right now there's a lot of people who just have no idea about the movement, have no idea about how to give charity um, in a way that makes sense uh, or, you know, in our framework. And uh, so we're mostly trying to do outreach, but we did do, um, you know, some some charitable donation collections and stuff, bake sales. And uh, our big event this semester was uh, a big talk with Peter Singer. We had a Skype Q&A session. That's what we wanted to talk about, actually, because uh, you guys, there was some controversy surrounding that. Oh, yeah, definitely. So how did this all get, why Peter Singer? Like, why did this, uh, why were you guys going to have the Peter Singer talk? Uh, well, Peter Singer, he's uh, one of the co-founders of like the whole movement. He, he didn't really uh, start the movement, per se, but he laid like the theoretical groundwork for all of it. He's a, a big... Um, What's the word for that? A utilitarian. So he's one of the first like kind of modern utilitarians. Uh, in the 70s, he was really big into animal rights. So he did a lot of, he started kind of the modern veganism movement. It's really based on some of his early works. Um, and yeah, so he's he's like really, really essential to why we do what we do and how we think about things in effective altruism. So it was really like an awesome opportunity to get to talk to him because he's just like, you know, our hero kind of thing. So what, what was the thing? I thought you were, you were streaming a TED Talk of his or something? Yeah, we had a, a TED Talk. He, he has a TED Talk about effective altruism specifically um, as opposed to his other work. And then uh, after that, we had him on Skype and we had 
about half an hour of like questions and answers from the audience and yeah okay and what uh what happened at this <laughs> well uh, it kind of goes back a little ways um for a while people have been having a problem with him he had i think in the 90s when when he first started talking about it but he had this uh, issue where he, he's from uh, Australia. And so some Australian doctors came to him and said, we've got this problem. Can you guys you know, help me f- figure out what to do? Um, and so the problem was that they had a lot of babies in uh, yeah, you know, Australia, I think it was, that were dying of these kind of uh, disabilities that they were born with. I think uh, spinal bifida, some other ones some specific diseases and uh, they asked him to say, you know, like look at the legal system and figure out a better way. Cause what was happening was that either parents would kind of leave them to die in a way they would just like, you know, not give them the aid that they needed to try and help them survive because it was fairly inevitable that they would leave or lead a pretty bad life and a pretty short life either way. And they just kind of thought, you know, best ways to get it over soon. Uh, but there was no way to legally, you know, end this child's life in a in a sympathetic way that would like reduce their suffering. So uh, he looked at it all, and yeah, that was his outcome. Especially as a utilitarian, you know, like if you can reduce suffering in any way, it may be better in some circumstances to let somebody die than to you know make them suffer for years. Right. So his uh, his idea was uh, euthanasia, basically. Yeah, exactly. So uh, for chi- children, um, immediately after they're born, as soon as it becomes apparent that they're not going to be able to live a good life and only with the permission of both the parents and the doctor you know like everyone has to agree that this is for the best so it's a pretty specific uh case but um a lot of disability rights activists see that as a form of like uh, eugenics almost you know like trying to wipe out all disabled kids right and uh yeah i think that is definitely a concern but um at the very least he has people's best interests in heart Right, yeah. I mean, it's a complicated issue. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you guys got protested for this, right? What was, you know, the group that uh, protested? Yeah, uh, there's a few different groups, I think. Uh, the main one was the uh, on-campus disability rights group. Um, I can't remember what their exact initials are. But, uh, yeah, so they, they were uh, definitely very vocal about it. They came to the event and uh, had a protest. And there was a lot of supporting groups uh, that were, you know, like um, supported them in their protests, just stood by them, which, uh, you know, I respect how did that all go then? Like, how did it did it interrupt the uh, interrupt the screening? Oh yeah, we uh, basically didn't have a screening as far as uh, that went. I mean, we did, we tried, but uh, we had it was so loud that we couldn't, you know, hear anything from anyone other than the protesters. Damn, and no Q and A. Uh, we had the Q and A. Yeah, we uh, well, we tried to do it. So actually, this the uh, TED talk wasn't so bad because uh, they weren't as loud through it, and they there was also subtitles and stuff. But then we had when he came on, it got yeah, it got pretty real. Oh yeah, yeah. That's annoying, though, because that would be a good chance for them to actually, like, confront him and talk about it. Yeah, uh, well, we didn't want to make it about, you know, this disabled thing, right? So that was kind of, we wanted to stay away from it, but uh, somebody had a question about it. And, you know, of course, everyone was there. A lot of the people were there, at least for this controversy, and wanted to hear about it. So we had probably about, like, you know, 15, 20 questions come in just about that. So we asked one question, but, uh, you know, I didn't even hear the answer. So Yeah, people were screaming. Yeah. How did he respond to the whole thing? I guess he's used to that some places. He's, he's heard it before, yeah. He's uh, definitely not first time. Um, well, it's been going on for like, what, 30 years? Yeah, about yeah. 30 years. But uh, he, I don't think he's heard it pretty, it's been a while since there's been anything this big. So it actually got quite a bit of attention, I think, nationally and internationally. That's cool, though. That'll be, that'll be press for you guys, at least. Yeah, uh, you know, if, if I think there's a lot of people on campus who had never heard about it and wouldn't have heard about it unless there was this much you know, hubbub. Yeah. Interesting. So what's your guys' move going forward now? 
Uh, well, we are kind of taking a little hiatus through the summer, but um, we've definitely got a lot more people who've become interested after that. And uh, next year, we are going to be doing some more speakers and some workshops and stuff like that. Definitely a lot of outreach. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So you you're done. You're not done school. You have another. No. Yeah. Oh, you got, got left. Another year. Yeah. Man. You want a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> trying to give Add up. Our, yeah. Trying to. We're trying to give this thing away. <laughs> yeah. Not a writer, but. Uh, Almost. For all, all the econ for stuff. <laughs> all the econ stuff. <laughs> How is writing and econ similar? Uh, you have to ask. No, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah, don't. <laughs> econ seems uh, real and hard. Oh, man. Uh, econ is like the opposite of exactly what you just said. It's like, really? It's yeah. easy and yeah, Well, uh, for me, uh, you know, it's a social <laughs> science and like there's like very, very little effort on my part. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but you're getting through it? Yeah, oh yeah, getting through. Nice. Uh, right. So Luke's professors, maybe step it up. Give them a yeah, challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Come Here, on. Here's all I know about econ from the one econ class that I took was that uh, 8.30 on a Thursday morning. That's oh, too early. Yeah. Was that just, micro or macro? It was micro. It was back in the, the way, way back when I was uh, an accounting student. Oh, at wow. Kamosin. Hey, there's a change. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I did not do well. I, I think I got like a B minus in that class, but that's for me. Hey, for li- the listener, I'm very smart. Um, <laughs> especially <laughs> since I switched from uh, business to writing, it's apparently a lot easier to get straight A's in writing. Yeah, you get straight really? A's. Damn, dude. Wow. Yeah. Would you I'm, get in uh, Morin's class? If the marks uh, up now. Are the marks up now? Yeah. Let's talk. Uh, about this should live we just on do air. this live, guys? Okay. We're doing it. We'll cut out this bit. If anything, I probably got a worse mark because I feel like I got a uh, shitty mark on my uh, critiques because I forgot to put the log line in on like most of them. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I did okay, but I I didn't do any of the discussions online because I never watched The Wire. Yeah, I didn't do any of those either. Yeah, we're the we're bad. But hey, uh, keep keep the keep. I'll the... keep it going. So you're from Kamloops. Kamloops, yeah, that's correct. Why did you come out to Uvic? Cause like anywhere but Kamloops, nice. more or less. Yeah, no, yeah, Victoria's beautiful, and I love it. It's like first time I've ever been here for the summer, and uh, I'm so excited already. It's just gorgeous. I get a lot of flack because I can't tell the difference between Kamloops and Kelowna. Oh yeah, you'd get that if you were in Kamloops yeah, or Kelowna. They're different but cities. Anywhere else, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. See, okay, people good. from Kelowna talk like this. I'm from Kelowna, but people from Kamloops talk like this. I'm from Kelowna. <laughs> <laughs> Easiest way to tell is like check for white Oakleys. You're in Kelowna. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. I did go to Center of Gravity once. It was a uh, white people, white Oakleys. Oh yeah. Actually, I went to Center of Gravity. This is a fun story. Uh, my friend was a. Uh, we were at the festival. My friend got tackled out of the lineup by a cop and like put into the drunk tank because like public <laughs> drunkenness but like I mean, it's a festival a, yeah yeah come on but he gets in there and it's him and like 10 dudes who look exactly like him <laughs> and he found out later that there was like a sex uh criminal on the loose who just looked like him so i guess they were just arresting everyone like just like white bald dudes of a certain height with like a little bit of a beard i i don't know what it is about the the term sex criminal that just seems far less serious than what it is yeah. It just seems like something from a 70s song or something. Yeah, so close to He's a criminal. sex criminal. <laughs> you've been hit by, you've been struck by a, a sex, sex criminal. criminal. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, uh, yeah, how do you feel coming here from uh, Kamloops? Better? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, it's better in just about every way. Yeah, I was just back for the weekend, Easter, you know, living it up. And uh, I could not be happier to be back. 
Yeah. More or less. Jesus never was never in Kamloops, as far as I know. No, not yet. Probably not Victoria. He's coming back, though. His reunion tour is coming back you know, at <laughs> yeah. some point. He's doing uh, 10 cities in North America. All right. Well, uh, apparently not doing those uh, course evaluation or the course engagement things and the uh, log lines did knock me down to a B plus. Damn, dude. I did better than you. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, gosh. Uh, my story editing was 14 out of 25. Damn, dude. Uh, my engagement, like, I talk a lot every class, and because I didn't do those two uh, forum questions, I was 6.25 out of 10. What would you get in your final project? 100%. Same. Wow. Yeah, don't don't feel too good. Everyone did good, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. But I got, I mean, I got 90% on my first 20 pages and uh, 94 on my uh, second submission. Uh, so there we go. Nice, uh, guys. Whatever. Uh 79.5 we'll just call that basically an a minus this is all the mark stuff yep does it really matter at all if you're graduating like is there any oh, reason no. to care I mean, uh it matters to me because okay. well, that's fair. I, I like i like to just lord over people but apparently <laughs> yeah, i can't do that anymore now you get to do the uh, you have to go the other way and be like oh marks are bullshit i don't even care well i mean i, I know i at least did better than uh rylan because i got better on my scripts and uh he also did as little for the he forgot the log lines on more of them than me and also didn't answer any of those online questions Man, hmm. we mostly talk about marks on this podcast. It's one of our biggest things. All the mark stuff, yes. Hmm. So I noticed you're you're a big uh, Twitter guy. You're a tweeter. That's yeah, why oh, we're I, friends. I don't know if I uh, tweet that much. I retweet. You do a lot of retweeting. Lot. Yeah, I, I retweet a lot. Yeah. I was going through, and I actually wanted to. I had a question. What's your favorite drill tweet? Oh, my favorite drill. Oh God, there's so many. I'd have to like browse a little bit, but uh, you know, like. Recently, he's been a little bit on and off. I was a little surprised. I don't know if he's been like changed hands at some point. Oh, that'd I, be scary. I hear he's from the Midwest, and like, you know, I, he has a real, he's a real person, I guess. Yeah, I want to know who this guy but, is. I've seen interviews. I've heard interviews, but or like read them. I yeah, mean, but I oh yeah, what was it? Who did that? Slate or yeah, something Buzzfeed like that. or something. Yeah. For for the listener and the James, who is this? It's a uh, he's one of the most popular like weird Twitter accounts. Oh well, I'm kind of off Twitter. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's okay. Twitter's still going just fine with it. Oh yeah. Oh jeez. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, he's uh, his picture is it's his name is Wint, and then the, his handle is Drill, and his picture is just like a weird pixelated image of uh, what's his name? Oh um, boy, is that Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson. Jack, <laughs> Jack Nicholson. <laughs> sunglasses. Jack I recently Nicholson. found out the high res picture of it. And I was so excited. <laughs> I'm gonna use that as like a wallpaper or something. It's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. No. Uh, top tweets man well yeah there's so many it's hard it's hard to pick yeah i think my favorite I actually wrote it down because i was doing this earlier all right uh there's actually zero difference between good and bad things you imbecile you fucking moron that's one of those ones that is just so applicable in just about all situations <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there's like i i think there's a kind of like a whole genre of twitter that's just like screen caps of like mostly centrist liberal people from the states and then like a applicable wind tweet and, <laughs> yeah uh, just like trashing people with wind tweets. Yeah. That's yeah. uh that's a heavily used one. It's good. You follow everything is drill? Uh I haven't seen that one, no. It's basically I, that, yeah. It's yeah. like it's just like someone's tweet and then like a drill oh, tweet. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. It's good stuff. Weird Twitter, you guys. It's it's great. Love it. I love it. 
you follow NYC Guido voice? Oh man, do you follow that? <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen. That. I thought that was a fairly like you know it's pretty like small, low key yeah. one. Yeah, but uh, oh yeah, he's good. I think he might be. Uh, do you know uh, Buyer Logic? Do you follow Buyer Logic? Yeah, actually, I think it's Nick Mullen. Oh, is it Nick Mullen? I'm really? Pretty sure. I, I heard they talked about it on their podcast. Come Town. Like, do you vaguely. watch Come Town? Oh, it's the Come Town. Yeah. Oh man, that's so good. Great show. Come I was down. like, I was thinking about that. I was like, man, I don't know anyone in real life who would ever actually listen to that. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel embarrassed when I. I was like showing some of my podcasts and they'd like <laughs> yeah. scroll down real yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to yeah, see I showed my down. dad today like what podcast I listen to and uh, definitely like deleted that one before <laughs> I showed him. <laughs> I really want a Come Town shirt for uh, for the listeners and James. Come Town is a uh, it's a humor podcast. Oh, I thought it was serious. <laughs> <laughs> it's about all the towns and the the come therein. What? It's just comedy. It's, it's just comedy. No, he did it. Yeah, I did it. It's bringing it back. Well, uh, I don't know. Pitch me on this podcast. Um, I was looking to add new uh, podcasts to the repertoire. I guess you don't know Chapo Trapos. No, uh, but apparently Miles Sauer does because you made a reference to it on one episode and said Miles Sauer is just laughing his butt off. Oh yeah, he. I don't know if he even listens to our show, but he listens to them. But it's oh, uh, he listens to our show. Uh, he uh, at least the ones where his staff is on it. Oh, I he like, tweets about it. I saw him today. Uh, R.I.P. Miles Sauer because he he's in the editor editor in chief of uh, the Marlet. Yeah, I saw a couple of weeks ago their their post uh, being like we need a new editor in chief, and I was almost like maybe I'll just throw my hand in the ring just to be a dick. <laughs> Anyway, uh, sorry. It's just a it's a comedy podcast. Nick Mullen, Stavros, Niarkos. I have no idea. Yeah, he's kind of the odd duck yeah. for me. Wait, which is one who's got the awful laugh? One of them just has the worst laugh. Oh, Adam Friedlander. Yeah. I think. Oh God. Yeah, super annoying. If yeah. you get, if you know like Brandon, Brandon Wardell and oh yeah, yeah, probably the most famous of any of those guys, even though he's not on the oh, show. Is really. he on? The, no, he's on the show. He's been a guest, but he's like kind yeah. of the closest in that world to being like Twitter famous. And what's, yeah. what, what is the conceit of this podcast or is it just uh, there's talking? literally no, it's just them talking. Fucking so around. it's like our actual podcast versus that we pretend to have a conceit. Yeah. All right. Remember like when I got really racist and sexist like a month ago for a while. Um, I feel like I just kind of block negativity right. out. And so I don't listen when you start talking about racism and sexism in that way. Yeah, it can just happen around me and I do nothing about it. <laughs> but was, I'm not to blame. That's because I was listening to that show a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, I boy. listened to all the old back episodes. Yeah. You kind of get their energy after a while. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to. I mean, it's like when I was listening to way, way too much Hollywood Handbook and I just became haze every time we did an episode. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, speaking of our podcast, we should move on to the... Uh, speaking of topics on the, the podcast. Top topics of the podcast topics. I got some questions. I got a question for you guys. Both of us? I've been thinking about. Well, you guys can both weigh in. I don't know if there's an answer to this. Uh, I prefer to weigh in and, you know, a little bit after I've worked out a little bit more. <laughs> I saw you weigh in recently. You didn't have a good time. With <laughs> oh, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's just, before we get into that... Uh, well, I, when I was down in the basement with uh, Spencer, uh, helping him move stuff, not whatever you're thinking in your head, you sickos. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I stepped on the scale and uh, was, oh, oh, that was not a that was not a fun experience. And so I'm committed to being a healthy person. I'm I'm not going to quit smoking, but I'm I'm going to be healthy in other ways. And nice, you know, I'm I'm becoming full Chandler now. I'm eating turkey bacon and and eggs and and, and tuna salad and. And dare I say, chicken and rice. I don't know if that counts as full Chandler just yet. Uh, well, it's full Chandler compared to the fact that I think over a 45-day period near the end of the semester, I think I made two meals and everything else was fast food. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. the only, only thing I've eaten today is uh, two meals of fast food. But hey, I'm loving hey, it. Hey, I'm not going to judge you. Uh, I did that for a month and a half. Yeah. 
It's a good way to like spend all your money right when you graduate because you don't oh, really yeah. have money left over. You need to be free of material attachments. <laughs> That's why I'm selling all my possessions. So I mean, when when was that? That was when with the the basement experience. That was like what, like a week ago? Yeah. What are you at now? Uh, I mean, I was <laughs> James Weight Track. I mean, <laughs> to, <laughs> to be fair, like that was at the end of the day. I was fully clothed and I would like you know already eaten and stuff like that. But that was 174 at that way, and and I'm at 164 now. So is that real? Wow. Yeah, but I mean, I just started like getting back, you know, healthy. So I'm just shedding water weight and shit like that. Man, I no offense, I thought you weighed way more than that. I weigh a lot more than you. You weigh more? No, wait, did I say one sixty four? Oh, it was two. Two, yeah. Okay. Shit. Yeah, that no. seems more right. I was like, wow. Oh yeah, if you looked at me and 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 I said I was one sixty four, you'd be like, nope, that's incorrect. <laughs> I didn't want to say, but that's yeah. my whole yeah. world was spinning. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. You're one sixty four if you're holding a lot of helium balloons. <laughs> <laughs> Which he often is because he's a he's a clown. Uh oh, no, too mean. I, I thought maybe I was a uh, enterpriser of helium. Yeah, you're a helium uh, helium seller. Actually, I've got a. I we, we'll get back to my question in a second, but I have hey. another. I have a scoop that I uh, recently gave to the Martlet that I'm hoping will be their cover story Ooh. next week. I went to the sub today, and I parked in front of it, and I used a parking meter, and it said dollar fifty for an hour. Put in a dollar fifty, and it is only gave me forty five minutes. The fuck is that? Oh what? boy! Yeah, somebody's getting uh, sued. Trouble. Yeah. Well, are you yeah. sure that maybe uh, just one of your quarters didn't re- register? I'm afraid that's what it is. But I, uh, there's a ninety percent <laughs> chance that I'm just an idiot. But I think that I'm mad about this. I mean, I trust the government and everything that it does. It's always right, and that includes parking meters. So uh, I would say. Hey, Justin Trudeau, you're you're doing a great job. Just sleep me alone. I don't want to know anything about what's going on in the outside world. I'm really trying to, you know, just make my image someone who doesn't want to ruffle feathers. <laughs> nice. You're very stoic. I know, right? James doesn't concern himself with things outside of his control. I'm wearing a hat now, so I have to act accordingly. Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. I feel like people who wear hats act differently than people who don't wear hats. There's a persona, yeah. Because yeah. they're hiding Expectations, something. Yeah. It's the human equivalent of blinders. Most people are hiding a bald spot. I'm hiding a beautiful mane of hair. <laughs> anyway, uh, my question here. It's a serious question. I want you guys to just take Quest it down a notch away. here. Really like, look deep within yourself for the answer. Oh, okay. Uh, do animals who smell really well have less of a scent? Do you think they smell less and that helps them smell more because they are not distracted by their own smell? Oh, I see. You're saying like the animal doesn't like it can smell more. Yeah. Like it's like, 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 a, like maybe a, well, skunk is a bad example because it just releases that. But I mean, like, do you think, well, dogs can stink though. Yeah, that's true. I think everyone's just used to their own scent. You yeah. Know? Right. I mean, come on, like think about it this way. Uh, this room, this is a good uh, litmus test. It stinks. This room smells fine to me, but I'm guessing it stinks to you guys. I, yeah, I had to hold my coffee real close <laughs> as I walked in here. Yeah, it's not It's not great. It's, uh, you know... Wait, I, you're, you're saving your coffee from being contaminated by the room? <laughs> is that the... <laughs> like, no, more so like as like a you know scent booster to my oh, house. Oh, okay. That makes more overpower. sense. <laughs> I mean, but like too, yeah. <laughs> those pizza boxes there, I don't, I don't remember last time I ate pizza from Hot House. That's a that's kind of a hoarder move, dude. Yeah. Well, no, it's just, it's a lazy move. Yeah. Well, hoarders mostly are lazy too. Who's the what's the most jacked hoarder? <laughs> um, I would say probably Terry Crews. I could see that. Are these like actual characters? Is do you guys follow it well enough that you know like all the different hoarders? No, no. no. Terry <laughs> Crews is uh, the big black bald guy from uh 
He could have just said the jacked guy from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I don't know why oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. his baldness or his blackness is important, especially because there's already a bald black guy on the show, so that really just confuses things. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. Wait, is he the guy who does like the commercials and stuff? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, for Old Spice and, and such and such. He's you a think, hoarder. You think he's a hoarder? I I was just I was trying to think of like the first jacked person. Actually, you know what? He, I'll, I'll tell you who the. The most jacked hoarder is it's fucking Chandler McCorkendale. Oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's a hoarder, but he apparently got over it real quick and just left a bunch of his crap in my house. Chandler, we're coming for you. Oh boy, I, mean, uh, I, I love you, Chandler, you but I mean, you could have at least vacuumed your room before you fucked off for the rest of your life. Also, his bed, I think, is still just on the corner there. Yeah, let's. Uh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Big PD. Illegal dumping. I saw that. Yeah, I was yeah. looking at that. It's like. I didn't help him this. put it there at all. He did. No, let's let's let's. See. You really, uh, you really shot a hole in my theory with the with the dogs thing because they yeah. are the best smellers and they Sorry got about a, that. You thought yeah. a long time about that, didn't you? I was I was racking my brain. I mean, I was already on the on the line of uh, you know you get used to your own smell way before you even finish the question. So maybe you're not as smart as you think. But you I are. wonder, I wonder how much like you can get used to. Maybe maybe like you're not aware of the smell, but it's still distracting you. Hmm. Mm. I, like whatever you're used to smell, like there's probably like millions of smells all the time, whether or not, you know, That's you true. smell them or not. I think it's just how, uh, what you're used to probably. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, if a dog is smellier than it usually is, that probably throws them off. Like, I mean, you know, after you are, if you're sweating a lot and you're getting some BO going, you're going to notice that smell on yourself. Right. Over, oh, yeah. over like the nice pine trees. Right? Unless you're someone who just is always B.O.E. And I, I pray that I'm not. Oh. And I wish you guys would tell me if I was. Well, you're wearing a gray shirt. Let those, uh, let those. Oh, you got, a, you got a little bit of a pit. Set. How about me? Right. How, how am I doing? Oh, you're good. And Luke oh, is yeah. also doing well. All right. Did I got a bit. Fair, yeah, you got a bit. But you're wearing a you're wearing a gray shirt. Gray shirt. I'm wearing yeah. I'm wearing yeah. a purple shirt. Like it's harder to yeah. see that on there. I don't mind a bit of a pit out. I'm more worried with the smell. Mm. The worst is like uh, those people who, if they wear a black shirt in the summer, you can just see like the white. Like, yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. yeah, like is that deodorant or is that just salt from their sweat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my like, dad. If we mined it, could we? Uh, I don't know. Like solve the world's salt deficit? Is there a salt <laughs> deficit? <laughs> I think we're good on salt. <laughs> is there a charity I can donate to for for salt? <laughs> Look into that to put salt into fast food. It's in a Kickstarter starter for salt too. <laughs> <laughs> we take sodium from the diets of Americans and give it to the third world. They need it. Um. Yeah, my dad had an old hat. My dad's like a bald man, and he sweats a lot when he does anything. And he had an old hat that was like all basically turned white from sweat. Sorry, Paul. Hey, uh, people I, need to know. I gotta say, I've heard that story before. It's a little bit old hat. Meet my new noop. Let's do fun. Yeah, move on from that one. That's yeah, it's probably that's, tough. it's probably a good call. Let's move on to something more serious here, guys. Uh, oh boy, I have a business idea. And don't worry, I, I have more too. I've got a bunch in the hopper here. So, oh but I'm only doing one today. But this is like, this is actually another good one, I think. Uh, this is an app. It's a startup. We're uh, starting small. We're investing. We we need to be in all major cities really for it to work. But so you pay for this app. You you pay for a service. I think it's like a monthly fee, or it could be like a one like forty dollar fee up front. Like it's it's you got to put a bit of money into this because this is kind of labor intensive process. What my company does is we go around uh, finding parking uh, parking officers, meter maids, as it were, or any kind of any kind of parking enforcement people. Which I guess, not including cops, because that becomes a whole risky thing. But I would say so. What we do is we uh, we tag them 
We either well it starts with tagging the car, but I mean some of them do on foot, so you have to you have to be creative. You got to kind of get into like tagging their clothes or now, something. Now, just uh, not to interrupt you, but when you say tag, do you mean tag as in graffiti or tag as in like you tag a salmon? Uh, like a GPS um, tag. Yeah, oh GPS. boy. Yeah. And so now this app basically you don't need to know about their location specifically, but what it does is it tells you like, hey, you want to legally park right now. Uh, there's no one. You'll be fine. You can do it for 40 minutes. No one's going to get around here. It tracks the routes that they take and it figures this all out. We also might be able to get in some information by just like getting inside the municipal government and like getting a job for a week and just figuring out the routes. But there's a lot of ways to do it. And this allows us to, uh, this allows you to legally park for as long as you want. Well, not as long as you want, but like you figure out where where the good hotspots are, how long you can do it. You really save on parking. That's right. a great idea minus like the legality of it. But oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I would say uh, I have two questions, and I will ask the second one after I ask the first. After you answer the first, that's one. a good way to do it. First question: um, How much were you going to charge for this? That's the the price point is a hard bet because I, I I thought if we could get a good, uh, it has to be pretty big, but if we can get a decent number of users, give me like, give me like a estimate. Give me a ballpark number. Uh, I thought forty bucks. I paid forty bucks. No, forty bucks all told. That's how we start, and then once we get more popular, those people are grandfathered in, and then we start doing a, a monthly fee that's pretty cheap. Because the thing is, is like, how much are you paying for? Because I assume this only works for like when you're stopping somewhere quick. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what the uh, how the routes work out. It's gonna take some uh, some investment. I need an angel investor up front to really get the get I, the ball rolling. But I mean, I I, I would say the main thing that I am supportive of in this idea is that. The last few business ideas you've had, I've really liked. And that goes against what the show is all about. Um, so I will say, um, and everyone who's listening, get ready, because uh, we're, we're going back true to form. I fucking hate this idea. It's terrible. It'll never happen. You can't go around tagging human beings without their consent. Come on. That's a little sketchy, but I, I think the principle is there. I kind of like the idea, because it's not just about intentionally illegally parking. Like, what if you park, you know, you've got like, uh, 45 minutes in the thing and you, your appointment's taking a bit longer and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, they, check the app. Coming, right? Check you it. sprint back. Nobody's there. You're fine. You put in a quarter, but like well, your time is worth a lot of money. You know? Yeah. So I would say here, here might be my suggestion on that idea is uh, just leave the pay parking out of it because there's no way you ever get that done. But you know, there's a whole thing where you park in like a two hour spot and then, you know, but you have two hours from when they come and mark your car, right? So if you could come up with a way to, I don't know, put a set, because they always mark your tire. So if you could come up with a way to like put a sensor in the car, like under the wheel wells there to show like, so you can monitor when your tire got marked. That way you get the, you know, exact amount of time that you have to park there. Hmm, that's not bad. I know. I'm good at it. You're bad at it. How about this? Tire paint. Paint your tires black. They're already black. But more black. And so, no. No, paint them. No. Here, no, here's what it is. White tires. Yeah. All white tires. You won't show the shock. They'll they, never, they'll never, they'll be never able notice. To yeah. And they'll never remember your car with the all white tires. <laughs> how? Can I, can I ask you a question? Uh, how long do you think those tires are going to stay white? Uh, I mean, you've seen my white shoes. Oh, yeah. They're so white and everyone compliments them how white they are. And they've been white for years. Do you roll them down the street at high speeds? I mean, not often, I'll be honest. Okay. Well, here here would be my suggestion with that, and I'm surprised nobody's come up with it. Can you just, like, go to your car and just wipe the chalk off? 
You could, but can you see the? I think they're they're sneaky about it. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm sure you could find it. How about this new idea? I kill all parking enforcement people. <laughs> we don't need this. Man, get it's out of here. It's, some of it just seems kind of like illegal, like theft. Like, yeah. yeah, some of those like tow trucks, they just come and like, they have no legal jurisdiction to steal your stuff and empower. Yeah. You ever been, uh, you ever been a quadra at 4 p.m.? It's a fucking bloodbath. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it clearly says don't park there for being four and Not six. always. I, there's a place that I parked and I got towed and they, I went to the bike shop and they were like, oh yeah, they always get towed there because it's improper signage. And yeah, I was but like, Quadra at rush hour sucks enough without that one asshole who's still parked there after four and you have to like go and merge back into the other lane and then merge back out and there's well, another fucking asshole. And you're maybe, that asshole. Maybe fix your fucking city before you make me pay for it. Thank you. You're, I'm running for city council. Okay, well that that's fine. If you're running for city council, why don't you just lobby to have free parking. Nah, that's too easy. I want complex systems of GPSs <laughs> on everyone. Here's here's what I would say uh to you. Um I would say Spencer as as someone who is constantly coming up with these business ideas and they all seem to be uh, maybe not all, but I would say the majority of them seem to be about you making money off of other people giving you money so they don't have to spend as much money. Is right. that Yeah. That seems fair. So I would say um, you're graduated from uh, university now. You're uh, on your way into the real world. Why don't you get a real fucking job? Wow. You fucking Philistine. I'm glad you didn't actually say that to me. You just said you would say it to me. So. Uh, this is what I would say. <laughs> when, that, when that happens, I'll be really crushed. But until we're, that day, I'm we're in the clear. Were I to be prompted uh, i might say that to you but i mean for now you can just yeah. ha have uh the image of me giving you two thumbs up and <laughs> yeah, that's good if you ever said that to me I would, that'd be gutting but i'm glad you didn't oh i i yeah i fucking hate you <laughs> you're the fucking worst well speaking of actually this is a job that i i've thought of for myself that i can do see that i like that you're creating a job for yourself yeah. Uh, give a man money for a Kickstarter. You'll feed him uh, until he realizes he can't fulfill the terms of service. But uh, teach a man uh, to make up his own job, and he'll be hired by uh, all kinds of people. Was, it, was that your job, <laughs> just like coming up with little sayings like that? Uh, I mean, that, that's another one, but that's uh, I've been doing that for years, and no one's been hiring me. So uh, here, here's my job. I want to be, you know, like a script supervisor? Yeah. I want to be like that, but for bloopers. So there is the guy. There's definitely the guy that's making the uh, the Pixar bloopers. That's yeah. the thing yeah, yeah. because like that's they don't bloop. No, come on. Yeah, those animated. They, you got to animate that. I mean, I like the suspension disbelief. I appreciate it, but this is a different kind of job. This is for real. But I, I basically I would just be the guy that makes blooper reels on on uh, for DVDs. I'm sure that's a guy that has another yeah, job. Yeah, they still just, make DVDs. Is a, that a that's thing? A job. Somebody's doing it. Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that is already a job, so I don't know why you're saying you're making it up. I'm going to get the job. I'm going to make it. But That's I, just a job that you want to have. No, no. But the, the job is probably like, this guy probably does other stuff. I want to be just that, and I want to be like a guru. I want to be like the uh, like the Phil Spector of uh, blooper bloopers. Well, the way, I mean, I, I have no idea specifically how it works, but I would imagine that the uh, person in charge of editing the film just kind of says yeah. like, hey, these are funny, and... And this is why the blooper reels have really fallen into shit recently. I would here's uh, one. Th I just want to go back on uh, to something, and this isn't even a criticism; it's more of a, a query. Um, you were talking about Pixar movies. Now, of course, the, the animated blooper is is false, but 
Do you not think that they come out of uh, flubs in the audio recording process? You'd think, but I mean, watch yeah. Toy Story. I think the flub, I think the problem is, I think they're, it's not usually a blueprint where the guy's misspelled. I think it's usually yeah. it's like something falls down in the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. And you'd know that if you were uh, in my position. Come on. So, I'm sorry. I've done less research than you. I'm going to pitch myself as this uh, blooper, this blooper uh, guru. Yeah. Go for it. I feel like this, uh, if, if we're counting this under the umbrella of the business idea, um, I feel like this is doing the least damage. So go for it. Cool. Um, yeah. Me just going around to studios and like giving them the resume for jobs that don't exist. Yeah. You know, I mean, at Doesn't some point you'll, you'll end up living in me and Ryland's basement and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be happy to have you. You're already in James is moving into Ryland's basement. So I'll be living beneath his bed, I guess. Well, I'm talking, you know, years and years in the f- future when we're the next Cohen brothers. Oh, okay. The Cohen, uh, lovers. Hey, I like the sound of that. We have a new movie coming up. Hey, what's that? What's that about? Is it I I think, a new movie? I think so. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about this. Yeah, it's coming out this year, I think. And they really yeah, just like this up. churn them out once a year. Yeah, they're they're hardcore. Yeah, yeah. I heard this theory that they uh, they do like pairs of movies now. Have you have you heard about that? They do like somebody was saying that yeah, they do like the they did the like, Joe one and the Ethan one. They, they do, do like, like a, a dark one, one, yeah, and then a fun yeah. one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same themes and stuff. That's I mean, cool. think about like their what was their their follow up to No Country for Old Men was uh, Burn After Reading. Right. Yeah. Uh, very different movies. Uh, Burn After Reading I watched recently. Not a good film. Yeah, everyone says it, but also like it's a comedy. Like it's like funny. I don't know. It's it just have like to be good. I enjoyed it. I think it's a funny movie. I haven't seen I, it. It's yet. it's got funny moments. I just I don't know. I found like it was it was just following too many threads and it just didn't feel satisfying. Like it just kind of skipped chunks of plot. Like the most I would say the inciting incident in that film is what um, them finding the CD in the gym. Yeah, and that doesn't happen in the film. They just kind of have the CD already. Yeah, I mean, that's a way of doing it, though. I feel like that was intentional. Rather. It wasn't just like an oversight. I, I, I don't know. I, I think that that's on the lower end of the Coen Brothers oeuvre. I think people would like that movie if it wasn't a Coen Brothers movie. I think people give it shit because they're like, compared to a Coen Brothers movie, this isn't great. But yeah, yeah, fair. I mean, there are, there are great parts in that movie. The, the fucking George Clooney's dildo yeah. thing is fucking great. And uh, Brad Pitt's death yeah, is, uh, so funny. is great. I, I just think that movie has some flaws to it that uh, I did not see the first time I watched it. And when I watched it recently, I was like, this is not as good as I remember yeah. it being. Everything in John Mal- Malkovich is great in there, too. But uh, your job. That yeah, you speaking were- of flaws, there's been some flaws in uh, bloopers recently that I wanted to point to. One of them is uh, mu- bloopers with music in the background. Please don't. Why? Because it's I'm trying to I'm trying to have a good time watching these bloopers. I watch bloopers <laughs> a lot on YouTube. I watch bloopers of shows I've never seen just because I like to see people laugh and have fun. You're okay. talking like like the sequence and sequence. You got like the credits scrolling and then you got a picture with the bloopers. That's yeah, and that's, music playing that in is, the background. That that's fine. Question. I like the ones that are the DVD one, the ones specifically on a DVD. Yeah. So like the, this is like this is not like Anchorman during the credits. This is like the you sought out the bloopers yeah. or and uh, or more, either one more actually based on the actual world you went on youtube and watch them yeah i think either one i mean either way no song just like let it speak for itself it's funny we don't how, need to be we don't need both how do you feel though about the blooper reel that you know starts in like more extended scenes and is kind of like you know because like a lot of them they'll like start with just like little moments like from different scenes and then they'll kind of like in the middle like the midpoint of any good blooper reel is the part where one actor just cannot get through this one line yeah. over and over again. And then 
it goes back into the kind of like moments over here and over here. And then it usually ends. And this is where I think music is key with like more just like moments of like an actor being like, aha, and then like, you know, somebody tripping and it's just like more like physical stuff. And I feel like there the music helps. Maybe at the end. I don't know. I still think no. I think it, it, it stands on its own. I think music works with slapstick comedy, like Three Stooges, you know? You got to have some, like, penny whistles and oh, yeah. stuff like that. But that's that's on purpose, though. Unless you're timing the bloopers. Unless you're you're getting John Williams there to go as a score for each blooper, which I would appreciate. <laughs> and maybe later in my career. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess it depends on the music, definitely. Uh, well, here's a question, though. Um, how do you feel about... Because bloopers are par for the course when it comes to a comedy. Oh, are you all right? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you just got sweaty ear syndrome? Sweaty ear syndrome. Uh, bloopers are par for the course for comedy, but what do you feel about, uh, you know, every once in a while you'll get like a, a Breaking Bad blooper reel, which uh, tickles me a little bit even more. I would love that, actually. Yeah. And I would love that with like crazy slapstick music, too. Oh, yeah. You never saw the Schindler's List bloopers? <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> I, I, I would really love to see it because, I mean, like Breaking Bad is one of those shows where you could tell like the actors had fun on set. Uh, but I would love to see it for like, I don't know, Hannibal, where yeah. you're just like, I feel like people had a good time on that set, but just the overall like tone of that show is just like, I feel like everyone was on antidepressants all the way through that show because it's very dark. I like that you feel like people had fun in the set of Hannibal. For some I, reason. I, the thing is, is <laughs> like, sincere belief I feel like, I feel like any good show, like y- you kind of just assume that people were having a good time. Right. Like, I mean, I feel like there, the difference is like you, you look at like Daniel day Lewis and you just in your head, you're like, everyone hated working with him because you have this idea of him as just like someone who's an actually mentally ill person. But then like everybody who gets interviewed about it is like, yeah, you know, it's just like, it's kind of weird sometimes like right after a take, he'll still be in the voice, but it's, it's not like that, like what people think it is. Didn't he have a thing where he made people carry him around because he was in a wheelchair for a movie? That's a bit far. Yeah, but that was like early in his career when he was, I, I think he has toned it down. Right. Well, anyway, uh, bloopers. Here's another, my other blooper take. And I may have talked about this before, but I can't stress this enough. I need every blooper reel. They need to, if they're doing like one take that they fuck up 40 times, I need to have the final take. They do it right. And then move on. I want to. I want to ha- hear what it actually was supposed to be, and I want to hear it work out. I because okay. I've got a phenomenon that I call blooper balls. <laughs> where <laughs> here's what I want from that. I hear. Uh, I hear too many takes wrong, and I just never get the completion. I, the right take was that all set up just for that. Or? I thought of that while I was saying it. All right. Oh wow. <laughs> here's what I want from that. I want them to get it right, and then like watch the entire rest of the scene and then they go yeah i did it yeah that'd be good yeah that's satisfying yeah, yeah you want the want success but it's like a one take like a 20 minute one take and you have to watch <laughs> the whole thing birdman yeah <laughs> or they, they do like the i want to just watch like the first seven minutes of an episode of tv and then like suddenly they're like there's a blooper and then it's like, <laughs> okay cut and then they I don't know what happens then. <laughs> is there a Birdman blooper reel? Because I would imagine most of the bloopers were people just be like, fuck, that was a 15-minute take you ruined. Yeah, you'd be really mad if that happened. It's like, have you seen uh, the uh, Michael Richards on Seinfeld, how he just gets really upset whenever people mess up? Yeah, that's why I can't watch. The one, the only flaw in Seinfeld is the Seinfeld bloopers because Michael Richards gets so mad that it makes me sad. But you can, like, it's the thing is, like, you can see him, like, upset right off the bat, but it takes until, like, the fifth time for him to just start being like, 
All right, come on. Yeah, he's like a real dickhead. I forget whose explanation of it was. I think it might have been uh, Dan Harmon's just talking about how the thing, or maybe it was Scott Ackerman. Somebody on a podcast was talking about how like their theory was that like he was the only person on that show who had to play a character. So staying in character was a lot more difficult for him. Yeah, it makes and, sense too because for half those takes, it's like I have to get hit in the head again now. Yeah. And fall down all the way while you're laughing. But also like, I don't know, have some fun, Mike. I've watched all the Seinfeld loopers, and there's never a time when he's like having a good time. He's always just like mad well, about it. I mean, I think we can all agree he's a very sad person. We've all seen, uh, you know, the infamous video, and then his. Have you seen his uh, comedians in cars getting coffee? Oh yeah, it's bad. It's really sad because it's clearly just him. Well, I haven't seen the actual show. I've seen all the uh, like the head of crackle things where it's yeah. like okay. It, like I felt so bad for him in that because like I mean that was the first time that I actually felt like oh he did truthfully mean that as a joke and like immediately regretted it and like i'm not gonna defend what he did but he seems to be a very broken person now because of that i think because of that yeah well it must be tough with his like 30 million dollars <laughs> like come on he'll be fine oh i'm not i'm not saying that what he did was all right i'm just saying like you know you can have money and still be a insanely broken person no you can't you can't be rich and sad haven't you seen Wolf of Wall Street? Oh boy! He's doing I don't great. think you you need to watch the end of that movie. No. I keep telling you. I got I watched two hours in. I fall asleep every time. Every night. Yeah. Yeah. You just you laugh yourself to sleep when he's trying to get in the Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah. Uh he they had lewds. That's fun. Oh, uh, I f- I feel like uh I mean I don't want to you know perpetuate the idea of like we can't put certain things in movies because if you put that in a movie and your kids are going to go on out and, and uh, do all those things but i mean after seeing wolf of wall street i really wanted to do quaaludes me too yeah i'd be down uh any of our listeners have quaaludes send them in yeah the show's <laughs> I, over now they can't legally stop us from doing <laughs> drugs just thought one more thing on that note though uh when i was in grade seven and i saw fight club for the first time we did start a fight club in my school <laughs> nice did you talk about it though uh we we did not talk about it and we never got caught we had to stop uh i i had to stop because i had a gigantic bruise on my arm and uh my mom asked me where it came from and i was basically just pulled the whole like i fell nice and uh she definitely didn't believe me but she i mean she didn't do anything but you could tell she was like i'm gonna keep my eye on this nice but yeah you know we want to know uh what it uh what we called it what and this is a purely 90s reference that maybe nobody's gonna get call it f club seven oh, f club yeah. yeah no we get s club seven references i just i wasn't sure it's a great show it's fight club great great, great seven yeah that's it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty fun um i bet it looked way lamer than the movie it was just you and your like 12 year old bodies like, <laughs> badly hitting each other with no form oh I'll, I'll say like we we had the thing that made us way less badass than the movie was uh, we did have our set of rules. I can't remember all of them, but of course one of them was uh, the first two where you do not talk about F Club 7. Uh, second rule was probably uh, you're allowed to talk about S Club 7. They're delightful. Uh, but I do remember one of the rules was uh, no uh, no face shots. That's a good rule. Which is a good rule, but I mean it made it like way less hardcore. Yeah. Every time I get in a fight with my friends, like we'd like try to fight as like that kind of in first year a lot, and it it just involves me laughing and getting beat up because I just can't can't keep it together. It's too funny. I mean, to be fair, that's like the the closest I've come to being in a fight in my entire life, like other than just having you know a brother and a stepbrother. 
Luke, you ever been in a fight? No, I was just thinking about asking that question. Never been in a fight. Been, well, I've wanted to. Yeah, been close, but can we we can call the guy out right now if you want? Oh yeah, Who was that? Uh, it was a guy named Quinn. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah, you could have beat him up. I could have beat him guy up. Guy named he's Quinn. Probably, was that a first or last uh, name? First name. Yeah, <laughs> I call him by his last name. Yeah, no respect uh, for that. Guy. Maybe I'm, he wanted to fight you because you kept calling him Quinn, and he's like, "It's Clint." <laughs> no one named Quinn. I feel like, I mean, I don't want to be one of those guys, but I feel like as a first name, Quinn is a girl's name. Yeah. Am you I, should have used that. Like Quinn that is, is a good one, you know, and just throw that at him. Yeah. Out of nowhere. The thing about it is like, I feel like Quinn as a first name is inherently feminine, but Quinn as a last name just conjures up the idea of like a Boston cap. Yeah. Quinn, you're a loose cannon. <laughs> I, I, I know. Colin Quinn. I, I'm, I'm not from Boston. I'm from <laughs> wherever this accent is. <laughs> So why did you want to fight this guy? Oh, man, it was a, like, I don't keep beefs for a long time. You know, sometimes I'll... Uh, except uh, this one. Except for this one time, <laughs> yeah. So one time, like, I can't remember. It was probably grade 11 or 12 or something. We were out at, like, some bonfire party or something. And uh, he showed up from a different school and just, like, took my backpack and, like, one other guy's backpack and uh, just took him somewhere else and dumped him off or whatever. And so we, like, you know, like talk to him on Facebook and we're trying to figure out where it was and he just wouldn't tell us except for he did tell the other guy where his was and he didn't tell me where mine was and ever like ever since then I've just been so mad at him because I was on this wild goose chase like trying to figure out where it was I had my homework in it and uh, yeah I was not impressed never found the backpack so never it, found the backpack this beef is still currently stewing I he's the one person I'm still like genuinely mad at probably is, yeah. is he back home oh yeah You'll never hear this. This summer. Luke never... Uh, <laughs> hey, never. to be fair, we've had like... Th- wait, were you Kelowna or Kamloops? I forget if we ever... Kamloops. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've we've had a f- uh, quite a few Kamloopsians on this podcast, yeah. I think. Quinn can be Caitlin, next. Kakoska, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 Brooke Middleton and uh, uh, Danica and I feel oh, like... Oh, yeah. No, Brad's from Sunshine Coast, yeah. isn't he? Is it true that you never passed grade nine because you never got that homework in? Uh... No. Yeah, I passed. No, it's by bit. It's close. Probably Fair. down a few grades. Could have changed your whole life. Yeah. Could when? have gotten uh, to a better school, maybe. Yeah. Become a better person. What are you talking about? What's going on here? If I had handed, handed, handed the homework. homework. Yeah. Oh, right. From the backpack. I'm when? sorry. What yeah. a monster. Why, would he, why did he take your backpack? So was he stealing the yeah, alcohol? He, just, uh, he, was, he was from just... a different school. This is like a high school party, you know, and so they rolled up from a different school and just decided to... I think he also one time like rolled some guy's car or something. He's just not a good guy. Oh, wow. What a but, dick. Yeah. The He'll close, be a dad soon, I'm sure. <laughs> the closest I've come to being in an actual fight um, was probably at Logan's one night when uh, some guy came by and like my friend got up to get a drink and we were just at this really long table that I guess was technically shared, but you know was you know still just a table. And there was a group of us there, and my friend got out to go get a beer, and this other guy just kind of came and sat in his spot, and uh, and my friend came back. It was like, oh hey, uh, I was sitting there, and then this guy was just zero to 60 in no time at all, like ready to fight. And me and uh, me and Pitkin were sitting there and just like begrudgingly standing up and like, ah, I don't want to fight, <laughs> but I have to because this guy's insane and he will kill Seawater, who is like 90 pounds soaking wet. Not that Pitkin's much, uh, much better, but still. And uh, we got up and this guy was like, he probably could have taken all three of us and he had friends, and then very luckily the uh, the bouncer showed up right in time, and I, I just sat down. I was like, "Thank fucking god!" and <laughs> sipped on my beer and sipped pretended in. that was a victory. <laughs> Way to go! 
Actually, yeah, that's my similar. I was I couldn't think of it at the time until now. Um, we used to hang out at the dugouts because we're. This is also like two years ago, so it wasn't. We go there just to smoke, not even smoke weed, just like smoke cigarettes. Dugouts like smoke clothes. baseball field. Dugouts. Baseball field dugouts. Yeah. Oh, and nobody else is there. Yeah, because oh, yeah. we go. Like, this is like a sad. This is like <laughs> me. I was like twenty two. My friends are like twenty five, and yeah. just like living in their hometown, like not wanting to smoke around our parents. I guess <laughs> you'd seen Fast Times at Richmond High too many times. You thought you'd get laid if you just hung out in a dugout. <laughs> Yeah, take it easy, baby. Make it last all, make it last all night. night. Anyway, um, but I I never even smoked even. I just hung out. But uh, anyway, we would hang out there, and then at some point, um, homeless people discovered it, so they would like live in there. One guy, really nice, uh, name of Train Face. He had a train, train, on his train face. face. Yeah, he had a train on his face, tattooed. Oh, okay. oh, not a real train. Face like a train. <laughs> he would. He was a train hopper. But I guess after Wait, that, a train or train tracks. What? Like like a, a train, yeah. Oh. It was a pretty badly drawn too. Mm. But anyway, uh, I think he told his friends. Like he was a nice guy. But I think he told people. So then every time we go there, it'd be like there'd be people like with like an iPod speaker and like blasting music, like trying to have a little party. Oh, and they were trying to sleep. No, no, they, they were trying. They were doing this. Wait, the homeless people and they had iPod speakers. Yeah, it started as like homeless this camp country. and it became a homeless party thing. But then uh-huh. this guy came over. We were like hanging there smoking, like trying to talk to us for a long time, just like being really annoying. And then eventually, he just like he kept wanting to fight all of us at the same time. And like, like me and my friend, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm like a normal man. One of my friends is a bit smaller. The other one is like fucking huge. Like he's like six, four. Like we would have just like wrecked this kid. And then eventually he like, we had to like hold him back. And then he, he tried to take his dick out and start pissing on us. So we just like oh laughed and he's like, no, I was just kidding. It's like, you took your dick <laughs> out. That's not a joke anymore. I, I think that is a lot of fun, and uh, I think you should go back home and try and recreate that yeah. and follow through. I'll find him. Apparently, he, he told me he got kicked out of... Uh, he was staying with his parents for like Thanksgiving or something. He got kicked out of the house. I was like, oh, I wonder why. It seemed like you would get kicked out of uh, somewhere you live. Fucking I, dick. Can we just talk about... Um, just based on my reaction from uh, like a minute ago of... Of seemingly being uh, very upset that a homeless person would have a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, what What do you think that is? Because I I do feel like sometimes I'll be walking downtown and I'll see a homeless person who has like a, an iPhone and and I'll just be like, that's not how it's supposed to be. See, James is the guy that won't give the homeless oh, people man. money. They yeah. want to have okay. Bluetooth speaker. They want to have if that's what helps, you know. I know, and that's but that's just like my internal reaction. And I'll yeah. tell you what the main thing is: is like I would consider myself to be a very liberal person uh, in most things, but working downtown for thirteen years just like really jaded me. Like it's it's something that only people who have worked in the service industry downtown can really understand is like you in your head are you know very you know sympathetic to the plight of of homeless people but at the same time you've had so many experiences that just kind of wear you down and just makes your initial reaction always very uh, like just i don't know you you just like yeah when when (laughs) like it's not even like a disgust thing it's an annoyance thing because like half of your working life has been dealing with problems associated with homeless people. And it's, it's something that I know is wrong in the way I think, but it's just, it's something that's hard to get over. Yeah, I get that. But let them have a Bluetooth speaker though. Maybe they'll be, they'll get out of your hair. <laughs> they'll be just dancing. You know, it'll be puking and stuff. It's well, it's like, and you know, it's, I, it was a lot easier once we got like security where, where I worked because like, you know, I, that's, that's the thing is like, 
when you can just call a number and be like, hey, there's somebody pissing on our front door. Can you get him out of here? It's a lot easier than, uh, you know, when we didn't have security and there would just be people like setting up camp like right next to our, you know, like the little alcove at Pizza Hut there out front. There'd just be people like setting up a camp there while we were open and I, we didn't have security or anything. So I just have to go and be like, hey, um, you can't, you can't do that. Can't live here. Tough. Like I, like you're welcome to after we're closed, but you can't do that while we're open. I don't know. I know, like I'm a bad person. Yeah, I was gonna say this. This only comes off you looking bad. I know, like uh, (laughs) no, but it's it's something. It's a problem, but no, no, this isn't me trying to like uh, defend anything. It's just like bringing up a point of like, you know, it's an issue that I have, and I'm sure it's an issue that other people have. And if I vocalize that I know it's an issue, maybe somebody else who has the same issue will hear it and be like, "Yeah, it's something I have to work on." Right. James. So I'm still coming out as totally woke. Maybe James watched. Uh, you watched uh, Clockwork Orange. You thought that what they did to that old guy was good. Oh, <laughs> those droogs. I don't know. <laughs> that was a reference. That wasn't even a joke anymore. I don't know. Um, anyway, we're coming to the end of the program here. Do you have anything to plug? Your, uh, anything you guys are good doing? You need to. Uh, People no, man, I am uh, like, if you have a job, give it to me. Like, I need a job. Nice. But other than that, yeah. L- like Effective Altruism on Facebook. Yeah, thanks. Um, follow Spooky Luke on Twitter. How do you spell that? Uh, spooky with two O's. Or sorry, zeros instead of O's. Nice. And Luke. Cool. Um, I'm just going to plug my Twitter, even though uh, maybe I'm going to get back to tweeting. So uh, follow at the like on, on Twitter. And uh, you can plug yours, too, if you if you want to. Follow Spence Pickles. That's like all I do all day is tweet. I love it. It's my lifestyle. And uh, I probably, uh, you know, should have had this all set up, um, you know, before the end of this podcast, but maybe I'll, I'll have it set up for the next one. But, uh, you know, keep your eye out. Uh, me and uh, Rylan are starting our production company, Janky Bastards. And, <laughs> you know, uh, we'll probably have some social media. So uh, look us up. Uh, not right now, but if you're listening to this in a couple months. Check it out. Um, yeah, and if you want to talk to James about his movie, just uh, be around him in the general vicinity. Hey, guess oh. what? I feel like I did really well on this episode of not talking it. about either. I Hey, I even... We had a part where I was reading out my grades related to my screenplay, and I did not talk about my screenplay at all. I just talked about the grade that I got, which just shows how great it is. I mean, I put a lot of effort into writing that. That's basically all I did the last few months. And then also making Windfall. And, you know, actually tomorrow, not tomorrow, uh, Thursday, we're actually getting back onto editing on Windfall. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's doing it. I just think, you know, it's going to be a thing. It's going to be really good. I just think, you know, we're we're really, really good filmmakers, and we're going to be the best. Goodbye.